Hello, and welcome to The Post Show. I'm John, the video guy. In this first episode, I sit down with Leah Burdus, CEO and founder of Empowered and Poised. Leah is a graduate of John Carroll University, where she received Bachelor of Arts in Exercise Science and Entrepreneurship. She is also now studying at Case Western Reserve University to receive a Master's of Science in Social Administration. She is a social work intern, a part-time MC and dancer, and, and she is about to become a published author of her new and first book, Conscious Empowerment. We go over a lot in our conversation, so let's dive right in. Please help me welcome Leah Burtis. Leah, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, John. I'm so excited to be here. Absolutely. It's a pleasure to have you. And I'm really excited about our conversation today because you you are really passionate in the work that you do. And I I just really want to learn more. So let's dive right on in here. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about your backstory, your story to entrepreneurship and how your mission for empowering young women has grown over your career? Yeah, absolutely. I'd be happy to share that. So I went to John Carroll for my undergrad experience. I graduated in 2017 with a degree in um, entrepreneurship and exercise science. And I was really fortunate that when I was at John Carroll, I had met the right person and got a job working at the Hebrew Academy of Cleveland, teaching physical education for first through sixth grade girls. And in that experience, I also was able to run an after-school program and some lunch bunch groups alongside with the school counselor. And I realized, wow, I really A, enjoy this work, and B, it's really needed um, to be able to help young women with their social-emotional skills. And so when I was looking for a job when I graduated in 2017, there just was really nothing that I was super passionate about, and I'm a very passion-driven person. And so... I felt like, you know, now is the right time. I'm young. Eventually, I want to have a family, you know, don't have the family yet. So let me go ahead and give this a try. And that's when I found it Empowered and Poised. That's great. Um, And that that is awesome that you found, you know, you experimented, you went to John Carroll, and you found kind of like a purpose or like a world, something, you know, greater than yourself, a need in the world that is needed, you know, and I think that's really important when looking for a career. You know, having the balance of something you're passionate about and something that can benefit the world. And you do a great job on your website. And we're going to talk a little bit about your book, your first time book, Conscious Empowerment. Can you tell us us a little bit about what motivated you to start writing the book? Yes, absolutely. So since founding Empowered and Poised, when I graduated, I've, um, you know, racked up quite a bit of experience in doing groups with young women and you know, I've continued to see that there is a need, right? And this was also through my own personal experiences with anxiety and body image that I realized the need. So it wasn't just what I was seeing. It's what I had gone through too and realized, you know, I'm not the only one struggling. And I was fortunate to have the support system and the resources and the opportunities to be able to gain the skills to overcome some of those struggles And unfortunately, that's just not the case for everybody. And so I wanted to be able to give back. Well, the other thing that I found in the work that I was doing was that a one-size-fits-all approach doesn't work when it comes to empowering young women. 
we have to look at how a individual's background impacts them. So things like their race, their culture, their ethnic background, their socioeconomic statuses, um, you know, and just the experiences that they've had. And so essentially what I wanted to do was create a book that people could utilize to then help the young women that they're working with. So I'm really excited about this book because I was able to interview over 30 amazing individuals who are experts in this area and, you know, who have done a plethora of work, you know, whether it be research or actually being clinicians and working with young women. And then I also interviewed people who have just struggled with some of these things or individuals from different backgrounds. Um, so, you know, we had individuals who were um, basically from all around the country that I interviewed so that we could have unique perspectives because obviously I can't speak for everybody else and the experiences that they had. Absolutely. And I think that's so important listening to other people's stories, because I think we all have a unique story and our own challenges, you know, growing mm -hmm. up and we're faced with so much and it's so personalized like that. You know, yeah. you, you went through this project and you, like you said, you interviewed over 30 uh, people. And I want to see what did you learn? You know, if you remember yourself before interviewing those people. And then today, after hearing all those stories, how have you changed from hearing from those stories? You know, I think really it's inspired me even more to continue on this mission of empowering and educating young women because I was so inspired by all of the individuals that I spoke to. And, you know, there were a couple men as well. So I don't want to disregard that because I think that we need to make sure that men are involved in this conversation. So thank you, John, for taking interest in this and, you know, having me here and having this conversation um, because, you know, male role models make a huge difference in a young woman's life as well. Um, but as far as other ways that I have changed I think I just really have grown an even deeper appreciation for different cultures and backgrounds and realizing that there are always opportunities to learn and that every single person that you meet knows something that you don't. So just being open to hearing them and their stories is, is very important. So you've learned a lot about their stories, but was there something in your childhood or maybe as a young woman yourself uh, that you experienced that compelled you to become very compassionate and involved in helping others? Yes, absolutely. And as you'll see in my book, because um, I know you got a copy, so when you go to read it, um, I decided to be very vulnerable and very open in my book, which I'm not going to lie, was a challenge. Even though I'm a very open person, sharing some of those like scars and wounds from when you're younger, it, you know, it puts you in a, like I said, a very vulnerable place. And so I shared about um, a lot of the challenges that I had to overcome. So, I mean, I remember this as early as I would say probably elementary school, like just being insecure in a lot of ways about, you know, my hairy arms because boys would make fun of them in my gym class. And so then I would be wearing long sleeve shirts where I didn't like that my sweat was showing. So I would only wear dark colored clothing. And then that progressed, you know, that was grade school. And then I got, you know, a little bit older. And then it was about wanting to look like these girls on social media and feeling, you know, the need to compare myself and be like them. And, you know, it's, I think, just really hard to be a woman in society today with all of the expectations there are to look a certain way, act a certain way. Um, and 
it did. I mean, it impacted my my self-esteem, my confidence, um, you know, the way that I, I looked at my body. I mean, there were definite struggles that I had. I remember there were days where I would just, you know, look at myself in the mirror and be like, my stomach is not fat, like flat enough, which is ridiculous um, because it should be about being healthy. You know what I mean? It's making sure that you're giving yourself the nutrients that you need and, you know, that you're staying active to be healthy. But it's easy to get really caught up in this culture of comparison. And that's something that unfortunately I went through and I didn't want other girls to have to deal with that in the same way that I did. Yes, absolutely. So my next question is, how do we change that culture? That culture of, you know, trying to be something we're not and, you know, changing mm -hmm. ourselves to, you know, match what we think that the world wants from us when we should really be ourselves. What is your sure. take on that? Well, I think it's a very loaded question. I think there's a lot of different responses that I could have to that. Um, but I think two of the biggest things are starting young, which is why I'm so passionate about working with young women is because I think that the earlier that you start to have these conversations and teach these skills, the better off that, you know, our future generations will be. Um, and secondly, I think that it's important to, like I said, have these conversations and be open to discussing, um, you know, the media and how that impacts young women and not being afraid to help them to become conscious consumers and to challenge what they're seeing, um, you know, with the, their friends and, you know, in the house and just making sure that you are being a very good role model and living that life so that when a young girl is looking up to you, that she sees that example. Yeah. Do you think environment plays a key role in that? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, as I had mentioned, I am getting my master's in social work and social workers are very big on looking at the environment. And that's why, you know, this book, Conscious Empowerment, dives into some of those things because they can't be ignored because, you know, who you're living around, the, you know, community and environment that you're surrounded by, your socioeconomic status, the resources that you have or don't have, they all play an impact on a young girl and her development of self-esteem and confidence. Absolutely. Um, this is such a good conversation. I just want to say. God. Um, and this kind of ties back to the one size doesn't fit all, uh, theme of your mm -hmm. book and your mission. Um, you know, when I think of my own career and mm -hmm. I think of, you know, the struggles that I had early on, it, it's hard for me to try to put myself now back in those shoes. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and thinking of like something like if you could talk to yourself 10 years ago, how would you convince yourself back then to know what you know now um, mm -hmm. and to not, you know, to empower yourself back then? It's really tricky because I think confidence builds over time. And how do you mm -hmm. talk to yourself, you know, or something that somebody that's less confident, that's mm -hmm. young, you know, that is in that vulnerable state to the world? How would you speak to someone? Like yeah, that? I I think that's a good question. And I think it's also a hard question um, because what works for one individual, as I had mentioned, is not going to work for somebody else. So if I'm talking to you, John, versus the young Leah, that might be a very different conversation, right? Because it needs to be looking at 
say, for example, what your values are, what your strengths are, and then honing in on those things. So, you know, if young John, I mean, now that I know you now, you're great with, you know, um, editing and video and audio and all of these things. And if that was what you were interested at a young age, what I would say is focus on those things and helping John to, you know, really build those skills and to lift him up in that area. Right. Um, so finding what is specific to that person and what their passions are and not imposing your desire for what John's future is going to be onto him. And thankfully that wasn't my case where I had anybody saying you have to do this or you have to do that. I was fortunate where my family was supportive of whatever I wanted to do. But unfortunately, a lot of the people that I talked to um, and a lot of the videos and, you know, the movies that you see, you see, it's like, you know, the parent is um, trying to relive their dreams through their children or whatever. You see that in some of these movies and you want to make sure that you're not doing that. Um, and then the other thing too is, you know, I think that you want to also focus on the stuff that's inside of an individual rather than just their outward appearance. And I think, you know, it's totally okay to say that somebody is beautiful or gorgeous or wow, your hair is so nice, but also lift young women up by saying how smart they are, how creative they are, you know, how unique they are, you know, so finding those internal qualities from a young age and lifting those up, I think is extremely important as well. Absolutely. And you hit on a, on a thing I want to dive a little deeper on and that's parenting. Mm -hmm. Um, what is your take on how parenting should be for, um, empowering instead of, instead of imposing your own values how do you nurture mm -hmm. and grow children to be empowered on their own strengths? Mm -hmm. um, well, I think not being afraid to let your children fail is one of the big ones. And I think that's really hard. Um, I can, you know, I can openly say I'm not a parent, but I have some um, young people in my life that I'm very, very close with. And nobody wants to see the young, young people in their life fail. However, that helps to build resilience. And um, another thing would be, and this was actually Dr. Ellen Rome, who is the head of the adolescent medicine for the Cleveland Clinic. One of the things that she said is it's really important not to be, you know, that snowplow parent where you're trying to do everything for the child. Um, you know, and equally so, I think you still have to be supportive. So finding that balance between not being a snowplow parent or a hover parent and not being absent. And to me, I found with all of the families that I've worked with, that typically works best when you can kind of find a happy medium to be be there for the child, um, but not impose. Awesome. Great advice, Leah. Um, Thank you. So I want to switch gears a little bit. So I want to ask you what books or possibly speakers and other women helped influence and inspire your work? So I think that there are definitely some larger name women um, that I'm very inspired by when it comes to this field, such as Dr. Lisa Demore, who she is local to the Cleveland area, which is really awesome. And I've been fortunate to be able to have, you know, a couple personal conversations with her. She has two really great books called Untangled and Under Pressure, um, which speak about the anxiety epidemic in young women. Um, as well as just, you know, helping to raise young women. 
Um, and the other one that I would say whose work is referenced throughout the book is Dr. Lisa Hinkleman. And she's based in Columbus and she has an organization called Rocks Girls, R-O-X Girls. And she has conducted a few different studies on confidence in young girls. And they're some of the largest, if not the largest, studies, um, which are referenced throughout the book. So I would say those are two people who have definitely influenced my passion and kind of, you know, who I want to be when I grow up, obviously staying authentic and true to Leah Burtis. Um, but two women I really um, aspire to be similar to with the work that they're doing. Um, and then outside of that, these women that I interviewed, um, just a lot of really, really amazing women throughout the book. And I would say that they definitely impacted it because, you know, it's their narratives that are in the, the book as well as mine. And so without that, we really wouldn't have this book. Those are great points and great references, great people. Um, and we'll add uh, those books and the people in the show notes. If you can send those over to me, I can add them in. Yeah, that would be links. great. Absolutely. All right. So now that it's all said and done, uh, you're set to publish and print. Now that it's all said and done, what is your favorite takeaway from the book that you wrote? Ooh, I don't think anybody's asked me that before. I haven't had a chance to think about that one. Hmm. So are you referring to the book writing process or the book in itself? I would say the whole process from, you know, storyboarding, writing the book, the first draft, the whole process. Mm -hmm. And then now that it's all done and it's set to print, you know, taking a step back and looking at that whole process, uh, what's your favorite aspect of that? Well, I should mention that it's not done yet and there's still some ways to go. So I'm in the editing process currently. Oh, it's not. Wow. Yeah, no, no. You're so still that, writing it? I am still in the process of writing it. Yes. So we had the pre pre launch campaign, um, which is essentially what helped me to be able to afford to do this project. So very grateful for everybody who helped to support that. But now I'm going through all of the different edits. And then from there, um, I'm actually going to be picking my cover, which I'm really excited about. And John, you actually get to be a part of this process since you're in the conscious empowerment circle for getting a pre sale book. Um, so I'm really excited about that creative process. Um, and then, you know, we go to launch and hopefully we'll have a fun little launch party and things like that. But the biggest takeaway that I have is how much respect I have for authors because I didn't realize how vigorous of a process it was to write a book. Um, so I'm very inspired by all of the other authors there, like out there now that I've gone through it myself. Um, and I don't know. I think it was just fun. It was a, it was a huge learning process, getting to talk to so many people and learn more about the industry that I'm so passionate about and, you know, put all of this into a piece that can then help people, I think is just super exciting. That's great. That's awesome. And congratulations on your book again. Thank what you, John. Great, what a great accomplishment. I hope this inspires a lot of young women. I look forward to reading it as well. And uh, see what I can take away from it. There's Thank probably a lot, lot of great stories in that book. I look forward to John, reading. John, I have a question for you. Yeah, yeah. What made you interested in kind of my book and getting a copy and learning more about, you know, empowering young women as a male? That's a good question, Leah. Um, I would say it's recently I've been inspired by a lot of people doing good in the world. And, you know, I think he, seeing and hearing a lot of other 
women and people that aren't yourself, you know, hearing other people's stories is so valuable. And that's actually why I started this podcast is to actually learn more from other people and other people's experiences. Because it's, it. <laughs> it's very easy to just stay in your lane and just do what you do all the time, you know, and have a very narrow mind. But when you open yourself up and you hear from other people, you can really learn a lot more and grow at, as a person, you know, and make the world a better place. 100%. So that's, and I think this is, you know, the way of the future is an empowered workforce and empowered young people they're eventually going to change the world. So I really look forward to reading the book and learning a lot of the stories and the principles that are in it. So, yes. Well, I appreciate that. And I'm super excited that you have this, this show up and going now because I totally agree with you. I think that conversations are key to learning and to growing and to working and collaborating with one another. And, you know, I don't know if you know this, but on our website, the Empowered and Poised website, we have a blog and each week we feature a different individual and they share their story essentially on what makes them empowered and poised. And in the past few years, we've had now over 150 people share their stories. Um, and that has been such an incredible experience to be able to give people that platform and uplift their voices. And it seems like you're doing that same thing here on your podcast. Um, so thank you for the work that you're doing in the community as well. Absolutely. Thank you, Leah. Um, with that, I want to ask you one last question here. Um, and it's a powerful one. So and we'll, we'll see what, <laughs> how it goes. Sure. How do you imagine the future? What will the world look like to you? in the next generation of women, maybe 10, 20 years from now? That's a tough one. Um, well, I think I would say this. From the things that I have seen, I am very hopeful. I'm very hopeful for the next generation of young women. As we see more women of color stepping into leadership positions, as we see communities coming together. Like um, the other day, I was able to go to a few different networking events in the Cleveland area. And I am always just so floored by the openness and the willingness of women to support one another and each other's businesses and really uplift one another. The amount of Facebook groups that are out there to support one another now. You know, I think there is a lot of good going on in the world. But I think I would be remiss to say that there aren't some things that I'm still worried about. I think that the mental health of young women is still, you know, drastically declining with things like social media. And, um, you know, obviously we're in a world right now, you know, on the news, we've seen that there's a lot of people who are really divided. And I think that it needs to be people like us that step up and help to bridge these divides and to realize that we do need to come together um, in order to make this world a better place for young women to live, because the world is a little scary right now. And I think it's totally normal for people to feel hurt and upset and angry by the things that are going on. Um, but I will say I am hopeful. And I think when it comes to, you know, women, I think that women are stepping up and becoming more empowered. And for that, I'm very excited. Absolutely. Yeah. There, there seems to be hope and light at the end of the tunnel as we move forward. And, you know, I look forward to the future. And with that, I'd like to thank you, Leah, for joining me on The Post Show. Thank you again, John. Wow, that was great. I want to thank Leah again. That was very inspiring. And I hope you took something away from our conversation today. 
You can support and learn more about Leah's company at www.empoweredandpoised.com. If you like the podcast so far, please follow us and write us a review. You can also go to my website, johnthevideoguy.com forward slash post show to see all of our episodes, as well as recommend future podcast guests to have on the show. We look forward to talking to you soon.